Welcome back to DCOP, the Disney Channel unoriginal podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Josh. (laughs) Still not Sabrina. Unfortunately, Sabrina is still sick. So Josh is back again this week as my co-host to discuss another not DCOM, the 1997 wonderful world of Disney film, Toothless. This movie is absolutely bonkers. (laughs) Josh, can you please hit us with a summary? When closed-off dentist Catherine Lewis dies, she finds herself in purgatory (laughs) awaiting judgment. To keep from going to hell, she must fulfill (laughs) community service requirements by being the tooth fairy. Like she said, bonkers. (laughs) Yeah, you guys heard that right. This movie's crazy, and I remember it. So we were trying to figure out another movie that we could do that wouldn't affect the ranking while Sabrina's gone. And I brought up this movie because I was like, oh, what about that movie where Kirstie Alley, like, dies and is in purgatory and she has to be the tooth fairy? And Josh and Sabrina were both like, what? I've never heard of this. And That is um, how she sold it to us, too. Like, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, are you kidding? I Like, I remember watching this movie all the time as a kid. It was on Disney Channel a lot, and I was like, did I make this up? But glad, luckily, I didn't. It is a real movie. Also, uh, not on Disney+, Plus, but again, you can find this one on YouTube in varying qualities. So uh, if you want to give it a rewatch, highly recommend. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's, like, truly insane. <laughs> so... You have no memory of this, Josh, but I guess like what were your what were you feeling going into it? I will say when you talked about it, I had no memory, but I had a deep, deep, deep rooted memory of Christy Alley in this tooth fairy dress, like sitting on Bobby's bed, like just kind of fed up with everything. Like I, I can picture that. So look. you have seen this movie. I don't know if I've seen the movie or if I just saw a commercial for it on the Disney channel. That's my thing. Mm. That's all I remembered of this movie. Everything else completely foreign to me. I had no idea what was going on. Hmm. Okay. So my memory of the movie before going in, I remembered the general story of it. I remember that like this woman, she died She's in limbo. They call it limbo, but it's purgatory. And she has to be the tooth fairy. And then I also remembered, like, I vividly remember that big dress that Kirstie Alley wears, the big giant tooth fairy dress. (laughs) And I remembered the stairs to heaven, although in my memory, it was an escalator to heaven, which would actually be a nightmare for me because for most of my life, I was afraid of escalators. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. It was very scary. But they weren't escalated. It wasn't an escalator to heaven. They were stairs to heaven. And a elevator. A elevator. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we can get into that. Yeah, no. The thing that takes you to hell is an elevator called the elevator. So funny. <laughs> we'll talk about Crazy. that in positives. <laughs> Actually, like, I like I can't. I can't talk enough about how bonkers this movie is. But before we get into that, would you like to know a little bit about the writer and director? No. (gasps) Just kidding. Yeah, I want to hear it. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So this movie was written by Mark S. Kaufman, who has only written two things, according to IMDb. He wrote this movie, and he wrote a TV movie called Just a Walk in the Park that stars Jane Krakowski. Hmm. 
and nothing else. <laughs> he quit. He left. I don't Love know what that. else he does. But the movie was directed by Melanie Mayron, who was the Emmy winner for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series in 1989 for her role on the show 30-something. Ah. Which is, yeah, so she's an actress and a director. She also has directed many, many, many popular TV shows. Just a handful. She's directed for The Naked Brothers Band, 90210, Army Wives, Jane the Virgin, so many other TV shows. And she directed the movie Mean Girls 2. Well, there you have it. <laughs> I don't I don't think I've ever seen Mean Girls 2. You're not missing much. Okay, then. <laughs> so why don't we hop into this movie? I think first off, I'm going to start at the beginning. I'm going to go like this isn't really a positive or a negative. It's a comment I want to make. And it's at the beginning of the movie. So might as well. Mm-hmm. So the movie starts and it's a flashback on. The main character, Catherine, played by Kirstie Alley, it's her as a child. And it's her talking about how she comes from like a long line of dentists, all dating mm-hmm, back to the mm-hmm. Civil War. And it's her as a like a six year old at the dentist. And she, I think we need to talk about her as a child because I can't tell if this kid's tooth obsession is cute or really weird. Yeah, she was looking forward to the idea of having a root canal done, which if she enjoyed dentistry, she would know that that would suck to have it at seven years old. Like, yeah, where has she been learning her information? She was like so upset that she didn't have teeth rotting out of her mouth. And yeah. I don't understand that. Like, like she just if wanted that's procedures. what she learned from her family's dentistry practice. They were a really crappy dentistry practice. Like, yeah, I mean, he was like her dad and like her grandfather, like all these people were probably looking forward to it because that's how they made their money. But like Mm -hmm. for her, like what? She wanted it. Like she was she was like the dentist. The guy was like, oh, nothing wrong now. But maybe next time you could have like a root canal. And she was like, I can only hope. (laughs) Like like, maybe maybe. Her mom was just getting like fed up with it, like taking Mm -hmm. her to the dentist. The mom did seem like she was not here for this dentist career. Yeah, like maybe she was like, whatever. And having issues with her teeth was the only way she could be in her safe haven of the dentist office. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so before we keep hopping into positives, I kind of want to give a little more info on, like, the movie in -hmm. case you haven't seen it. So pretty much, like, this is just a little more, like, a quick, quick in-depth summary is Kirstie Alley's character is a dentist. She is, she doesn't have very many friends. She doesn't date. And one day she gets hit by a car and she dies. Hold on. That's what I thought happened, too. Because... the scene is very confusing. The scene is very confusing. It's it's it's, it's up for interpretation. But she is hit by something and she dies. <laughs> and <laughs> she's dead. She awakens and she's in limbo. And she is told that she has committed sins on earth. And the, the sin that she is told is that she was a dentist. And that's why she's going to hell. Because she inflicted pain on people. Which is like... What? Dentists help people. Like I I like between this and Little Shop of Horrors, I I don't understand where this like dentists are evil come from. 
They did it in the Willy Wonka remake too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I like, I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so she has to do community service before she can go to judgment and know whether or not she's sent to hell or heaven. And so they show her the options she has. And she she picks bicuspid retrieval, which she then finds out is the tooth fairy. But we also find out that all of these legendary figures like Cupid, Santa, the Easter Bunny are all dead people trying not to go to hell. And like the positions are filled. There's not one Santa. There's not one Easter Bunny. It's all just like sleazy people who no, are no. doing community service <laughs> okay hold on it's not sleazy people like they're in purgatory and they're on one side or the other so like they're like on the middle line like they'd be in the medium place <laughs> yeah well I, but they also but she said that it's like it's your penance for what you did on earth so like the guy who's cupid right now was a divorce attorney yeah so like, and so he has to make up for that. That's pretty funny though. <laughs> and like, there, I, I, it's, I think it's sleazy people because it implies that being a dentist is bad, and so she has to be the tooth fairy. Yeah, but I wouldn't really call them sleazy. I think it's just like those like middle ground because the dentists, you know, they hope for people to have problems with their teeth. Yeah, they want to make them better, but they don't make any money if they actually take care of their mm. teeth. Same with a divorce attorney, like. They don't want pain, but they don't get paid unless, you know, people need a divorce settlement. They take advantage of people's suffering. Yeah. So maybe it's like that where it's like so, they walk that fine line. I wouldn't really call them <laughs> sleazy. I think sle I think you're thinking sleazy is too too strong of a word. It definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I disagree. But I just think that's really funny to think that like this movie implies that Santa is a sinning dead man. <laughs> Like, that's insane. Crazy. But why don't you go ahead? What's your first positive? I'm going to just jump back into it. The elevator. There is an <laughs> elevator that just drags you to hell. It phases <laughs> into the ground and just takes you to hell. That's it. Yep. That's the and whole like, bit. That's it. Hilarious. <laughs> Top tier which, comedy. While we're talking about it, first of all, my first positive is just this movie's hilarious. This is such a funny movie and not in a oh, this is cringy kind of way. Genuinely, this movie's got jokes and it's funny. <laughs> and the first thing I wrote is next to the elevator, whenever somebody is being sent to hell, yes. there's an orchestra, <laughs> there's a band playing the funeral march. And it's so funny. It's <laughs> like they're just sitting there. So funny. Playing the funeral march and people are begging for their lives. It's... <laughs> And then later Great. on in the movie, this made me, this movie made me cackle out loud many times. That was one of them. And then later on in the movie, the PA system comes on for Limbo and there's somebody like paging the band to go to the elevator. I wondered what it said. When I was watching it, I even rewound it. I couldn't make out what it said. You but couldn't? I'm... It said, it said, orchestra to the elevator, please. Orchestra to the elevator. <laughs> I love it. So I love that they don't, they aren't always there. They do get like lunch breaks and stuff. Yeah. And then whenever so, it's sentencing time, they have to go and play the funeral march. Yeah, because they have one next to the stairway to heaven. Just one of the guys. Yeah, just one guy. Yeah. Just one guy. Yeah. Also, this, it's funny. Let's just talk about things that made us laugh. The whole flying lesson, hilarious. Flying lesson, amazing. 
I <laughs> Daryl Mitchell is in this movie. And Daryl Mitchell is one of those people where if you don't know his name, you probably 100% recognize his face. He's in everything. He was the teacher in 10 Things I Hate About You. He does everything. Like he's just so, and he's funny in everything. And he's hilarious in this. He's so good. His performance is amazing. And he's, the flying lesson is so funny. They're just dancing. <laughs> it was like the, use your body English. I don't think my body speaks English. <laughs> Like, it's just so silly. Cupid being a divorce attorney, they were actually doing like the game Limbo in Limbo without addressing it. Hilarious. Amazing. I, and then subtle, it works. It's amazing. There were some great one liners. And then this was a moment that made me scream. I screamed. So we'll, we'll get into this more, but I'll touch on it right now because I have to say it so you understand the joke. But so pretty much the Tooth Fairy is this ethereal being and adults can't see her, but children who still have their baby teeth can see her. And once the kids lose their baby teeth, it signifies the loss of innocence and then they can no longer see the tooth fairy. These are the rules of the magic. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> and there's a scene where Catherine in the movie, Catherine ends up like waking up a kid. And then now she's like giving this kid advice. And then she, he like tells his friends and then it becomes a whole thing where the tooth fairy is now giving advice to all these kids and helping them out, even though that's very against the rules. She is not supposed to interact with mortals at all, but she does it. So this kid is trying to prove to his bullies that the tooth fairy exists. They go sleep over at his house and they pull a tooth. She comes, but one of the kids can't see her at all. And they're trying to figure it out. And then she goes, oh, no, he he doesn't have his baby teeth. And she says, he's lost his innocence. And the little, one of the boys says, he's lost his innocence. And one of the boys goes, you lost your innocence? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I screamed. She's like, don't go there. Like Disney I in 97 screamed. was wild. Disney in 97, no laws, no Speaking laws, no claws. Speaking of those kids, that main bully, the really short kid, she that kid could beat one. me up. That kid, this, <laughs> there was, I, out of any movie I've ever seen, I've never seen the bully be so small, yet so filled with rage. He was like a chihuahua. He was, like, I was about to say that. He was like <laughs> a chihuahua. But and he, he came out the gate just screaming. And I was like, whoa, what is this kid? Like, he... But he could talk the talk, but he could not walk the walk. When he's like, oh, hey, punch me, knock this tooth out. Like, he was like, no, I'm not going to punch it. And then he starts shoving the guy and he goes to his friend starts to swing at him and he ducks like a coward. He no, wants him to punch him in the scrappy. face. Oh. No, no, no. He wanted him to punch him in the face so he'd lose a tooth and they could see the tooth fairy. Like, huh. that was the whole point. But then when it actually came to like, you know. Do the dance, get punched in the face. He ducks because he's a coward, just like a chihuahua. I feel like he, oh my god! <laughs> For those who don't know, Josh does not like small dogs. <laughs> they are terrifying, and their bark okay. is worse than their bite, just like that demon child. <laughs> just like the, the that child. Yes. Okay. Just like that. Uh, what's, an, what's another positive on your list? Uh, going back to the beginning, when that guy is trying to ask her out on a date while she's cleaning <gasps> his teeth. Explain the, explain the scene. Okay, the so scene. there's this guy and he's like, 
the stereotypical like adult nerd of the 90s or something and he's like oh you know i just think you're really nice and i want to take you out on a date and she's like this no nonsense which we'll get into this in the fashion but she wears a pantsuit to her dentist practice she's a business businessy business yeah no nonsense (laughs) business lady and Anyway, she's like, no, I'm not having this nonsense. No time for love. Just, you know, I got to stay. And it gets into that whole thing in the plot. And it's, you know, deep rooted Uh -uh. emotional trauma. We get to it. Whatever. This guy tries to ask her out on a date. And she like sprays his mouth with the water every time he tries to ask her. (laughs) Like, it's like, oh, well, I wanted to. It's like, oh, sorry, I didn't catch that. What were you saying? Oh, well, I wanted to ask you. And it just kept going. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Also, not really a throwaway line, but in the beginning, like we open up on like, I don't know, like it's the day that we see her and she's walking outside with her mom and she's like, does daddy know he died today? (laughs) and i was like what is this movie that's like the first line you hear an actor say that's the first line of the movie that's the first line of the entire movie is does daddy know he died today like you hear some narration at the beginning but this is the first act line said by an actor and it was yeah really kind of set the tone for the whole movie (laughs) yeah yeah if you uh, didn't know this movie is about death (laughs) it's crazy like, oh man, something I liked, and I've I told you about the rules. I thought the rules about the baby teeth. I thought it was pretty great. It was like it was pretty thought out. It's very I now the rules of the magic. Later on, we get a little loosey goosey. I have questions. I have a list of questions when we get to negatives that I think we need to discuss. I have but an I issue thought, with the baby teeth thing, but I liked I liked the idea of it. I didn't like yeah. the execution in the end, and we'll get to that. Yeah, I didn't like, yeah, we, yeah, no, the end we will discuss in depth. But yeah, I just thought, I thought that was really creative. I liked that, that rule, like, you know, the baby teeth, you can see the tooth fairy once you lose them, you no longer believe. It's a good, it's a good signifier of like when the magic ends. And I like that. I yes. like hard and fast rules. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's no room for interpretation there. Also, the soundtrack was fire. Yeah, no, I loved the I loved the score for this movie. They like they reused Boys. a lot of this like the tracks were exactly the same in some spots. Like Yes. Didn't and like as just were play with motifs some, or anything, but like There were also some shots that were reused. Oh yes. 100%. <laughs> we'll get to that. So, something I absolutely loved about the movie and I enjoyed just her whole giving advice to the children thing in general. I thought that was just a fun cute mm-hmm. plot point. I loved well I'll start with the dating advice I guess that she gives because mm-hmm. little Bobby's like like I don't know like what I don't know what to do like I just know you're not supposed Bobby, to be too ago. Bobby is the kid who Kirstie Alley saves I guess yes. like, Bobby Bobby's mom has passed away recently and his dad <laughs> who we'll talk about later his dad is not present in his life or in the movie and he's he's been working and it's like and yet he's still a a major character <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the, you know the tooth fairy comes and they they become friends and she helps yeah him. He, he's kind of like a brat at the beginning but like it's endearing I didn't because think they he was a brat 
oh, like, he was kind of being a brat. Like, which Why? is fair because he was lashing out. But, like, he was just being, yeah, like, I didn't think he was being a brat. overly rude to Catherine in the very yeah, first Yeah, because time. there's a stranger, there's a woman, a strange woman in his bedroom. Yeah, but then he was also, like, kind of rude to his dad at the beginning, which is fair, but, like, he just came off as, like, this is supposed to be, like, a very closed-off, lashing-out bratty kid. I didn't think he was bratty. I just thought he was going through it. Fine, he's going through it. But, <laughs> so, he, she's like, all right, so what do you know? When he's, she's asking him about, like, dating things, and he's like, well, I know you shouldn't be too aggressive. Girls don't like that. Uh, you need to be, like, nice. And let me tell you, I am here for all the anti-toxic masculinity in this 90s movie. Like, I was like, Go what? On. Non-toxic masculinity in my 90s media? I am <laughs> living for it. Go so, like, on and go off, King. <laughs> so he like, he goes up to the girl he likes. He's like, hey, can can I walk you home? And she's like, yeah, of course. And the, he like goes to grab her hand and like go. And she's like, it's only fourth period. Like, I just love Bobby's go get him attitude. But it's like so sweet. And the next day when he's talking to his friend, he was like, she let me walk her home and we even held hands. And his friend that's is like, so that's cute. so cool. I, I so was cute. living for it. It was so sweet. It was so cute. I mm -hmm. loved it. It yeah. was oh. it's precious. Also, Catherine, like Catherine had a line while you're talking about like progressiveness in the 90s. Catherine had a funny line when he she visits the girl that Bobby likes and she's like, why do you look like that or something? And she's like, I'm the, I'm the projection of what men have taught you to. Oh, I wrote that down. Like. I wrote it down. It was. Oh, you wrote the line verbatim? I wrote the exact line down. I'm a figment of your imagination fed by the sexist male dominated media. You should read Little Women. <laughs> That's the funniest thing ever. And I then the next it. line, the next line, the little girl says, she's like, I think you're pretty. And then Catherine goes, you do. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then like it. some it other line she has hilarious. she's talking to her like giving advice she's like i think bobby's like no 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 i don't i i think that's too much and she's like you gotta have boundaries i respect that yeah, i'm like this is just so very funny. like i love it I the movie's hilarious i like i genuinely i cannot drive home enough how funny this movie is <laughs> it's amazing yeah uh, do you have any more positives positives the her when she's dance flying when she kind of gets the hang of it hilarious yeah. and she just kind of oh like, yeah and she i the love the scene the transition scene just anytime she's flying is hilarious Which they there's like i want to say at least 15 minutes of just us watching kirstie alley green screen fly through like combined throughout oh the yeah, movie. yeah yeah and her going bump 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 it's <laughs> Amazing. The montage that comes later when she's helping the little girl study for biology yeah. camp and then helping Bobby's friend work out. Like, Wait, okay. <laughs> which was Look, weird, okay. but like, it's, well, I thought it was it's hilarious. A little, a little problematic that we're like calling this little boy fat and making him work out. No, I thought he wanted to get, little... I thought he wanted to get ripped. I thought that's why he was like lifting weights. No, they make fun of him for being fat the whole <sighs> movie. And that's why, because she's even putting donuts onto his belt barbell. Oh, like I did it was that. like I thought those it, were for her was, because she eats one of them. They they kind of are, but it's also like like it's she's sitting kinda, there watching, like, and so she sticks them on the end. 
Because that's what yeah, she's but it's like it's. It. I think it was so primarily supposed to be like a let's make fun of the fat kid joke. Uh, that's yeah, that was that's a little that, but it's like that's run of the mill '90s problematic yeah. things with such so. the other with all the other. Well, I'll get into it in the negatives on the problematic '90s things. Whew! Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, just some other real quick stuff. Whenever she comes in, like when you know she's going to come into a scene, you can hear the. Yep. Just her fall. Yeah. Like, well, a whole other conversation is happening. You can just hear it in the background. You don't see her on screen. You just hear it. It's great. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, Catherine's <laughs> here. <laughs> it's amazing. The principal who I hated, but he was talking to the, the mothers that were complaining about Bobby's tooth fairy obsession thing. He turns and he's like, I'm not responsible if your daughter is a cuckoo nut. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious i know i have friends who are teachers who i know would love to say that (laughs) the fact that when she goes and appeals her case in the judgment room they're all Mm -hmm. named joe they're all joe yes for and i don't understand if that's like a joke i figured it was just like you're being judged by like just these average joes Like oh, see, that's I didn't know if your... it was like a play on words or if it's just like this is random. But like... what got me the most was when she was begging. She's like, Joe, 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 Joe please look at me. <laughs> Every it single so one. Funny. And in that scene, like Rogers. So her, I guess, parole officer that watches her the whole this time has no, officer. no chill. Her name is no, Rogers. This parole. The Rogers is like dead set. She is, she's horny to send Catherine to hell. Like <laughs> she wants to send her to hell so badly. Like it, I, I like no. She does. She is not here for the redemption of souls. She is here for suffering. <laughs> like when they initially. So spoiler alert: if you want to watch the movie, a skip ahead thirty seconds. She says uh, the Joes say we are denying your entry into heaven. She goes yes. It's like yeah. damn. Like, and then later when they give her a second chance, she's like, and the day started off so great too. Like, <laughs> and she has no chill at all. At all. Like, I don't, I don't know what, also like everyone working in limbo is supposedly somebody who is stuck there. Like a, a soul that is waiting, yeah. awaiting judgment. That's and why- I couldn't tell if Rogers is like, like, like an ethereal being kind of like Michael from the good place and that he like works in the department or if she was also a lost soul doing community service and just not doing well. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Unclear. Unclear. Cause Raul does it. But like, he said that he was really sick. Like he wasn't a sleazy person that went to purgatory. Like he was just there. Maybe he volunteered while he was waiting. Cause, (sighs) cause the, her mentor dentist was also waiting and, he said that her father was there and everybody loved but, him, but he was in but and out she, of there very said, quickly. Yeah, they said the father blew through there. And that's why I was like, they're asking Raul. Raul is the the flight instructor played by Daryl Mitchell. And he, they ask him like, oh, why are you here? And he says like, he doesn't tell why he's still in purgatory, which we find out, spoiler, we found out Catherine's not just in purgatory because she's a dentist. We find out she is there and awaiting judgment on whether or not she's gonna go to hell just because she was a little she was closed off like no it's she bec- wasn't even like the thing was this, like she never let herself much. love another person like she never, she never got let to, herself she never love showed love 
was her whole thing. But like, that's a, that's a, that's, that's crazy to send someone to hell over that. It's not like she was, she was actively hurting others. She just hurt herself. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe that's what they were trying to do in the beginning where like her friend was like, oh yeah, like you never really like go out. You never like hang out, like come spend time with me, like do this. And she just kind of like stays at home. Like she doesn't, these people that are trying to put effort to like be friends to her and do all this. Mm-hmm. Like she just kind of pushes everybody away, which we find out. Yeah, it's just her it's reason- crazy to think that that's a that's a hell sentence level offense. Yeah. <laughs> but like it was the '90s. What are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? But also, but yeah, we never find out what Raul did, but yeah. we find out that he died because he was very sick. And I'm like, why are you still in purgatory? Like it seems like he's a good person. Yeah. Why is he? in purgatory awaiting to go to heaven unless he did something like horrible but i don't think he did which speaking of like raul being here and then kirstie alley or Catherine being in purgatory being the tooth fairy she's the tooth fairy for a while and then she sees her old dentist there and we see him get into heaven which side note i i almost cried watching this old man climb the stairs to heaven like it was strangely poignant yeah like it was it was a really beautiful moment how long are these people in purgatory i don't know like that's why i think it's not just people that like i don't think anybody goes straight there i think is the thing i think they are there to wait and then like the people that are like really really good they can they have like a pass pass they're like okay we don't need to review this but it's like on the good place where so they it's like have they're all going through their things. test yeah they're going through all the thing and because i think she said if you want to like make your case better because you're a dentist like you're gonna it's probably not gonna go well for you that's how they yeah. phrase it but it's like, so you do can you do think anyone goes straight? Nobody goes straight to hell. They go to purgatory to where they could they could do community service and potentially get into heaven or go to hell. People that cough without covering their mouth. Straight to hell. Straight to hell. All the way to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. I don't know. I think they make that pit stop and maybe like some people take longer than others. <laughs> uh, I loved the end with cupid making the love happen which like you, it was clear kind of <laughs> no i loved cupid being there i thought that was like a nice little like easter egg Callback. type thing yeah not yeah. an easter egg that's not the easter bunny he's doing other stuff but like yeah i thought that was just like a fun little thing like he puts down the newspaper folds it up and he gets up like i i thought that was cute I thought it was cute, but it it tie it's I guess it also the whole ending. I like I said, I have a list of questions, yes. which I guess we should get into negatives now. Before we do, last thing on okay. the ending, on the ending when she wakes okay. back up, when she goes, oh, which I will use this as a transition. Anyway, when she wakes up on the street after like the whole events of the movie, and she's like, oh, I'm not dead. She gets the second lease on life, and she's like. Oh, no, this is hell, isn't it? And just that guy that was riding the bike, he goes, no, it's Main Street. And just smiles. (laughs) Like, he's so dumb and innocent. Like, it's just the cheesiest smile. We love a himbo. (laughs) We love a himbo. And oh, my God, this guy, (laughs) he was just like on my notes. I wrote, no, it's Main Street. Smiley face. And like, I just (laughs) because that is the energy that was brought to that. Mm -hmm. But so to transition into the negatives, Mm -hmm. 100% her going down the elevator. So 
they decide, yeah, no, you broke the rules. You revealed yourself to these adults. Wait, so okay, are we are we gonna discuss the ending first? Are we just going full throttle? I'm transitioning because I can't tell if I love this or hate this. Is okay. they throw her in the elevator and she is going down. And she's like, no, no, don't take me. And like, it goes down. And we believe she is going to hell for helping yes. these kids. And like, we are because meant to also, believe this. She we, br- we believe this because this is a, well, we can discuss this more later because it is one of my questions. But there's a throwaway comment in the movie that says that most of the people who perform Tooth Fairy as community service end up going to hell. Yeah. They really like build it up. And they and it's they called the elevator. Yeah, and they even say that, like, do you think you're the first tooth fairy to think that you can help these kids? And I'm like, oh, so this is like, okay, keep going. Yeah, yeah. But they they tease it because they're like, all right, you're going down. And so they're going mm-hmm. back down to Earth because yeah. it shows like they're kind of like up above somewhere in purgatory. Yeah. And so they, they get you. They pull that little switcheroo on you. And I can't tell. And then it does like this whole montage like set to music of what? like the this whole events of the movie. I didn't this like that, negative. but it was kind of like hilarious because it like this overlays her white. crying face over top of it while she's holding onto the bars. It's black so bad. It, like it looped montage. around the back. It horseshoed around to where it was funny. Like it was so bad. It was funny. And it, it's like, it's literally a black and white montage of just different scenes from the movie. Like, it's not like it's her life flashing before her eyes. It's just different I mean, it is, but like, like, we see her little kid and then as the adult, but like, yeah, no, it's Nothing just, else. it's all scenes we saw before. It was like, it's, and it's it was like, a, like a three to five minute scene too. Like, it was It was long. such a long, and it was black and white. It reminded me of like a Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin dog That's commercial. what it was. That's essentially what it was. Yeah, like it was crazy. It and was, it's uh, like, it was also like 90% tooth fairy memories. Yeah, <laughs> like not it, even her time on earth. Like we're supposed to feel, I, uh, I, I don't know. It was so weird. I was like, what <laughs> is happening here? <laughs> Oh, so yeah, now that we're fully in the negatives, where would you like me to start? I'd like to start, this is a technical thing, because I want us to end with my list of questions at the ending. Let's work our way up to dissecting whatever the hell this ending is. Okay. <laughs> so my first negative is, it's, it's a question as well, lots of questions for this. Was this movie filmed on a flip cam? <laughs> The camera because angles in this movie the, are the camera angles terrible. And the like it's like a shaky handheld camera. It was filmed with the same energy of a dad on Christmas morning filming his children opening presents. But like, somehow exactly, with less spirit. <laughs> yeah, less spirit and like looking straight up their nostrils yeah, have, and like yeah, moving like, in and out. Camera angles like camera angles from below. It was like a guy laying on the floor holding a flip cam and like looking up and just moving his arm forward and back. It was like <laughs> a filmmaking 101 class on what not to do. Like there were some Crazy. normal shots that were like, you know, full, like full shots. But then they had these yeah. weird zoom from under. I, I, I don't uh, understand. Yeah. And they a stayed in the, the first yeah. way too long. <laughs> Um, most of them are like the in purgatory shots. Yeah. So like maybe they're trying to in purgatory also had its own like really quirky music whenever yeah. they were in it. 
Maybe uh, it was just supposed to be odd and unsettling. Yeah, like purgatory. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but it worked and who shout out to the cameraman who had to like crawl on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that Also, uh, uh this is this is a quick one. I think she figured out she was dead too quick. Yes. No. She was like, oh my God, I'm dead, aren't I? And it's like, yeah. yeah. And then she like, ah! Because like, it, it doesn't it was, look like heaven. It doesn't look like hell. I don't know what limbo looks like, but their idea of limbo is just the desert and like movie trailers yeah. as different places. It was, it was, I don't know if that was supposed to be a bit because they did have the line, it's like, okay, that's enough. And then she snaps out of it just real uh-huh. quickly. And that was like, okay, maybe this is supposed to be a bit, but it did not read that way. It was... No, she also figured out that she was the tooth fairy too quick as well. Yeah, which, okay, they called it bicuspid retrieval. This is going to get mm-hmm. like real nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. You only have eight bicuspids. And okay, dentists, you can okay. fact check me, maybe. <laughs> like, it's the teeth, it's your premolars between your molars and your canines. So those two teeth before your molars on either side of your mouth, those are your bicuspids. So, like, she's only getting those. I don't know why they specified that the whole thing was bicuspid retrieval. It, okay, it's, mister, it's I went to med school for a semester. <laughs> Look. Sabrina's not here to do the like continuity nitpicks. This is my nitpicks. Like if you're going to call it something like go all the way, like just call it teeth. Like maybe they called it bicuspid. So that way people didn't know right away that it was teeth. Maybe they should have called it like outside bone retrieval. Your mouth outside, your outside bone. No, every other bone is on the inside. These are your outside bones. I mean, I can make bones on the outside. No, stop. No, no. <laughs> uh, speaking of- That would of, make for horrible audio. It, it really would. I'll just get some <laughs> celery and go- don't, don't break your arm unless people can see it. But speaking of breaking things, so she dies by getting hit. And the it's a Bye. horrible slow motion death scene. And it's horrible, like, I don't know how to describe this. It's like- Imagine the scene from Return of the Jedi where they're all on Jabba's cruiser and they're all making eye contact and they're like looking at each other. It's like that, (laughs) but 10 times slower and terrible. (laughs) And they're just looking and it's like, she's like, oh no, because she's talking to somebody or she like waves to somebody across the street and she's standing in the middle of the street. Like this isn't 1842. Like you can't just walk in the street and expect horses to go around you. She was in the nineties <laughs> standing in a sh- busy street on main street. We find out why is she just jaywalking on main street? Listen, and she waves hello. It. And then she turns and it's like, Oh no. And there's this guy on a bike coming at her. And I'm like, is she about to die from getting hit by a bike? And then on the last scene, it switches to a car. Like there's a car there. And then you see the delivery guy again, and then it goes to white. And, no, and I'm no, like, not just oh. it goes to white. We hear the sound of her body going splat on the hood of the car. And it, it made me laugh so much because it wasn't just, it didn't feel like it didn't sound just like a body hitting a car. You heard a little bit of juice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it was a little wet. And I was like, ah! <laughs> and so, you know, we are to believe that she was hit by the car. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. 
what the hell was that bike person doing? Like, what did, like, she jump out of the way of the bike and get hit by the car? What happened? And then when they're discussing her death or, like, how she died, like, halfway through the movie, they say she was hit by a bike messenger. She was hit by the bike. No, the story changes a lot because the first time she says that she was hit by a bike that pushed her in front of a car. And then later on, it said that she died when she got hit by a bike. So the story kept changing. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. So maybe what quote unquote happened, because they're lying to her the whole time. They are high key gaslighting her. What do you mean? No, because they're like, oh, you're here because you're a dentist. And it's like, no, you're here because... You know, you never learn to love. You don't know and how instead to of love. telling you how, that you need to love, <laughs> we're just going I'm to sorry. have this person like h- hate you and want to send you to hell the whole time. No, it, so maybe I like just, I just remembered how crazy this is. This is maybe a the stupid bike, conversation. <laughs> maybe the bike hits her and she like hits the ground and that knocks her out and she's in that purgatory. Like she might die, she might not. Kind of like in Soul, where it's like. <laughs> You know, like he could die. Like he falls down the hole. He might have died. We're going to give you a second chance. And the car almost hit her. And, you know, she goes and does all this stuff, which it gets really weird because so I'll I'll suspend my disbelief and say, okay, she got hit by the bike. She hit her head on the pavement or something. And then if they chose, they rewound it a little bit. So she didn't get ran over. Because they have to, you know, shake her awake, make sure she's okay. She definitely had a concussion and then it went immediately back to her practice, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so the events of the movie happen after that, right? Are we getting into the end? Kind of. Okay, because I do have more things I want to talk about before the end, but continue, continue. Okay, but like, and this, I can save this more in depth then, but so the events of the movie happen after she dies. But then she is brought back. To the day she died. To the, to the moment she died. Yes. And then goes to her practice. And then Bobby and his father come in. And yeah. do, can, Bobby. Uh, can we just hop into why the ending is terrible? So okay. Bobby is there in the yes, chair. What is the timeline? What's rec- the timeline? And recognizes her. They recognize yes. each other. And it's like, oh my gosh. And what makes me mad so they do the whole thing. She pulls his last baby tooth and he forgets everything. <laughs> everything. He's like, who are you? You're my new dentist. And like. Also, does your dentist just pull your baby teeth? Because I've, I've never had that. I don't know I if the dentist just like one pushed of one of mine out. Like hmm. it wasn't even that loose. He's like, this needs to come out. Crunch. It sucked. I cried. Like, I, I was like that, That's 17. when I was like the magic. Like I like. It, it's it's weird that the pulling of the last baby tooth made him forget her, not just not believe in the tooth. Yeah, theory. they like, made it seem like yeah. it was he'd stop believing, which wasn't the point anymore because now she was there and they could have like this actual human relationship. But like, no, it just forgot everything. But the dad remembers. He comes in Kinda. and is like, it's you. And she's like, yeah, it's you. But, but he doesn't really remember. Does she not? Uh, he has to. It's un- no, it's unclear because I I think it could also be 
Cupid shoots him in the butt and makes him fall in love with her. And the it's you could be like, it's you, you're the woman I love. Because I was unclear on what uh, to what extent he, the dad, remembers her. <sighs> because also it's unclear because all of these events of the movie happen like yep. they're they're wiped clean because we go back to the day she died. So how would he? How did Bobby her? know? Yeah, it's so. It doesn't make any sense. It makes me visibly no angry, and I understand why you don't like the Cupid part now because it kind of yes. throws that whole thing into question. Because yeah, did those like events did, happen? Well, no, like, because no, because they had to have happened because now Bobby has a good relationship with his father. Yeah, but and he didn't have. They that don't before. remember. They just suddenly have a good. It, it's it's a big hole. It's a ah, big gaping. I hole. hate it. I'm kind of glad Sabrina isn't here because they would be having an aneurysm. A conniption. Like, yes. No. The continuity is all over the place. It is yeah. awful. <laughs> it's it's not I, even just like continuity. It's just purely just like negligence. <laughs> it yes, it's awful. I hate it. Speaking of, since we're gonna we'll we'll come back around to like my my list of questions. Mm -hmm. But I since we brought up the dad, we have to talk about Bobby's dad because he is a main character, but he's still barely in the movie. I feel like his development came out of nowhere. He was kind of an asshole the whole movie. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you, like he's a, not a present father. He's like, he's just not good. He's never there. <laughs> and then when you do see him, he uh, seems like a dick. I could and, not take him seriously when he was yelling or not yelling, but like, like holding Bobby and he's like, I know you miss your mom. I know you miss your mom. I know you're talking to her. Like, I talk to her too. I miss her so much. And Bobby's like, no, I'm talking to the tooth fairy. And he's like, there's no such thing as the tooth fairy, Bobby. It's not real. <laughs> I could not take that seriously. But then, so like the whole movie, like we just see, and I'm not kidding. Like he is just awful for the whole movie. And then suddenly at the end, when Bobby is getting expelled for making everybody believe in the tooth fairy. Which is suddenly. Stupid. Out of nowhere, the dad is like, I believe my son. And I'm like, what 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 sparked the change? Like, we don't see any sort of like Bob Bobby's dad spending time with his kid, getting to know him, talking to him. Like maybe they had a scene where they talked and it got cut. That's but, what like, I'm thinking. Was, there was no there's no character development. It was just suddenly, I believe my son. Yeah. And also, when did Catherine get a crush on Bobby's dad? Was because he the guy in the bar in at the beginning? the beginning? I don't think so. I thought he was. I don't think so. It's unclear. I don't think he was. But she he does have a whole she does have a whole scene right before she goes to trial to stand judgment yeah. where, where she's, she's in invisible the, in the bar. No, 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 where she's invisible in their house and the dad comes home and he's like, oh, oh, well. And he like starts taking his clothes off. And she's like, and she oh, I can get like, used to this. I forgot about that. I forgot yeah, about no, that. She is wild. And then Raul comes down. It's like, yo, they're about to pass judgment on you. You got to get up there. And she's like, wait, just a minute. I got to. He's like, no, you yeah. got to go. No, but I'm talking about the scene in the diner when Kirstie Alley goes to the diner in the middle of the day, which that's against the rules. She is not supposed to be out and about during the daylight hours. Mm -hmm. But she goes and she's just like, she's like heavy trying to talk to him and he can't see her. And she's just like, she's acting like she's in love with him. And I'm like, when did you fall in love with him? No, I think it was because she wants him to care about Bobby. Like she cares about Bobby a lot and she really wants to try and like, somehow help 
his relationship with his father. And he's sitting there and she's kind of like guessing about his life because he's sitting in the same exact booth in the bar as the other guy was. So I want to think that's where he was. I, I want to say he's the same guy. And I don't, so. I don't I'm going to. Re- I don't care that much. I'm not going to rewatch it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like she's sitting there like trying to like figure out his life. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, I bet you're this. She's like, you know, I could really have fallen for a guy like you. Like, yeah, but I it's just I don't know. The whole Bobby's dad is just like Maybe that's also I, the that was you because they do meet in the bar and for like a split second. Think, I'm watching I don't this think the guy right th- now. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm pulling it up just so I can see. Okay, take a do, break. No, 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 no. Do your do your Okay. So this is a quick one. It's about the rules of the magic. Mm-hmm. I, I like I said, I love the whole like baby teeth, you can see the tooth fairy, you can't. She can fly. Why is Catherine able to turn into a dinosaur? I wrote that down. I was like, I know Raul did not teach you that. (laughs) I was like, there is no rhyme or reason to any of this. Like, Bobby Bobby is skeptical that she's the Tooth Fairy. And she's like, well, if I wasn't the Tooth Fairy, could I do this? And then she turns into a dinosaur. And then she just turns back. And like, I don't understand. Like, why did she... Why does why is that an ability that she yeah. has? I don't get it. And then this is a more like this is a more more of like a an acting critique. Yeah. I think that Kirstie Alley is so funny in this movie. She's oh, hilarious. Yeah. But I didn't think that there was any nuance to her performance whatsoever. There it wasn't yeah. grounded and like any um, I didn't believe that Catherine changed at all. Like she seemed like she was exactly the same from the start to the end of the movie. And even these parts that like were supposed to have like heavy emotional weight to them, like when she becomes visible, which we can get into as we go on, which I, I thought when like her becoming visible to adults was very like unclear kind of thought out, but like she's supposed to be, learning to love people and i never felt like she learned that i never felt like anything wasn't a joke to her like even when she's begging for her life like it was funny but i and and when they're carrying her to the elevator and like you did this and she doesn't regret she doesn't regret it because she's helped the kids and like even going into helping the kids like it's just kind of all of a sudden like she starts there's helping no, Bobby. There's no emotional nuance to it, her performance at all. Yeah, you can't really like, tell a difference. It's just sudden, but then also like it Yeah. I don't know. The even character know how to just seems it. so static. Like I I like I believe that she's changed because the script tells me she has, but yeah. I I never saw That's it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I never felt like Kirstie Alley experienced an emotion. Yeah. Like you can like she says that, oh, I care about this now. I'm going to help you. Like, I have these yeah. changes about me. But you don't see it in her performance. That, yeah. Yes, yes. I, like, I, I it just, it, it, it didn't have any groundedness. But I, like I said, she's so funny. Hilarious in this movie. But just no nuance whatsoever. Yeah. It, mm, yes. And like, so while we're talking about it, th- this is my first question. First, do you have any more negatives before um, I get into these questions? I, I mine is sort about? of a question, and I can lead in with it. So we see all the mystical creatures and like mystical beings on the list of things that people are, and it's like, okay, here's mm-hmm. the training for you know the tooth fairy, the Santa. Easter bunny. Why the hell is Snow White on that board? 
What? Did you see that? Snow White no. is one of the <laughs> mystical characters. Of, what? What in the world? <laughs> I thought I was crazy. I had to pause it. Are you? Are, wait, are they? Are they trying to say that community service is living with seven tiny men and cleaning up after them? I I guess. Like that, I think that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I I don't know why that would be there. It doesn't. Because there's, you know, the Sandman, Easter Bunny, Cupid, like all of these people, like Father I Time is on that. there. Like, it, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But Snow White was on there and I do not understand. Interesting. And then, oh, if you want to go into your list, I do have one more. Go and it's, go for it. it's my most problematic one. And this is what uh-huh. I was talking about, clearly made in the 90s uh, with some heavy issues. So when she's looking at the list, there is uh-huh. no rhyme or reason to... The locations listed. I don't know if you noticed this or paid attention to them. What list are you talking about? So the about? list where it says the kids that lost their teeth, where uh-huh. it says where they are. It, it just does, says USA. No, yeah. Some of them say USA, but then you get, you know, you get other countries like Ireland, but then you have London, Nagasaki. They are, there's no rhyme or reason to the specificity. And then you have one that just says Africa, as if it is one <laughs> homogeneous place. Because, you know, it's 1997 and America doesn't know a thing about Africa. But mm-hmm. it like but the whole thing didn't make sense. Like they could have listed cities. They could have listed countries. But no, they I thought it was just London for a minute. But then they had uh-huh. Nagasaki, too. And I don't know if it's because they wanted to list those specifically for her montage where she's flying through the cities like, whoa, I'm here. But like, mm-hmm. why not just list, you know, England. The city. No, they need to list the cities too because it I I was thinking like it has says USA. The USA is huge. Where yeah. in the USA is she picking up this tooth? Africa is huge. <laughs> like <laughs> Point I don't taken. Know. Like I yeah. I just don't understand. I Yeah. They and to sum it all up, they had a line or she had a line where she was like, "Do you guys just make this up as you go along?" I wrote down in my notes. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, okay, let's, let's circle back around to some of my, some of my questions mm-hmm. that I think we need to discuss. So, and this goes hand in hand with my acting thing about Kirstie Alley. Mm-hmm. So at the end, Bobby is getting expelled from school because mm-hmm. he has made everyone believe in the tooth fairy and the parents don't like that. And so the adults can't see her, but the kids can't. So Kirstie mm-hmm. Alley is trying to figure out how to make herself visible to the adults. And earlier in the movie, Raul said something about like, don't let adults see you. And she said, I thought adults couldn't see you. And he said, there's a way that they can. And then we never find out why. They never say how. And then at the end, Kirstie Alley is like, okay, I need to become an adult or I need to become visible to the adults, but I don't know how. Raul said something about letting my guard down. And I, first of all, what? what? That's the thing that like... Uh, they ha- they made these great rules for the magic aside from turning into a dinosaur. And that's what's going to make her visible is letting her guard down. What do you mean? Like, I get like, it's supposed th- th- to be a character development moment, but like, but th- that doesn't that didn't happen. Sense. So like, it's it doesn't make stu- sense for her to do it there. Just- not just that it didn't happen. Let's say that she did have a nuanced performance and she did let her guard down. It still doesn't make sense that that's the thing that makes her visible. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I'm yelling. I am yelling right now. 
<laughs> but like, so like, it was just, it was unclear why she became, how she became visible because she hugs Bobby. And I guess we're supposed to believe that she finally let somebody in and now she's visible. But it, I don't know. I thought it was stupid. My other question is, why do all the tooth fairies go to hell? Because they said that. They say that in the begin, in like the middle mm-hmm, of the movie. Mm-hmm. They say that most of the, like everyone who's the tooth fairy usually goes to hell. Yes. And then there's that throwaway line that I mentioned where they were like, do you think you're the first tooth fairy to think you can help these kids? And that's why we're supposed to believe that like Catherine's going to hell because she's meddling in mortals' lives, but she's making the kids' lives better. But that line that says, do you think you're the first person to think you can help those these kids yeah. made me think that all the tooth fairies go to hell because they try to help the children, which like in my head, wouldn't that be better like for their community service and them being yeah. a better person? But anyway, put that aside. <laughs> she is sent back to earth because presumably she has done good. So why do all the tooth fairies go to hell? Maybe they why were just trying she... to like freak her out. Like, do all the other tooth fairies get a second chance? Like, is this what happens? Because this is also a thing. Why was she given a second chance? I think because she apparently learned how to open up and love somebody else. But that was like, that was the thing that was keeping her from going to heaven. So why didn't she learn her lesson? Why didn't she go to heaven? Why did she get a second chance at life? I think because like she cared so much about Bobby so many people care so much about people on earth and they I know. still I don't die. Know. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like maybe cause she went above and beyond the call. I don't know. It doesn't make the movie doesn't make sense. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's poorly written in continuity. In the sake. ending, just the yeah. ending. This movie could have been great. If the end, like it literally feels like this person wrote an entire movie except for the end. And then they pitched it and they were like, oh man, I forgot to write the end. And they wrote it in an hour. Like they, it's just so rushed and I'm so confused. Maybe and it she doesn't never make died. any sense. Maybe she was in purgatory because she hadn't died and she was in a holding pattern. What? Because they show the grave of her father and we're supposed to believe that it's hers and all this time has passed in the montage. I paid attention during the montage. Were- oh, I'm glad someone did. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that either A, it was meant to just be a dream, but then you see Cupid and it's like, no, it wasn't a dream. No, it wasn't a dream because Bobby remembered her. Because that when she first woke up, I'm I was like, oh my God. I'm my best here. Because <laughs> when she first woke up, I was like, I'm going to be so pissed if this is one of those, oh, it was all a dream. And it wasn't because we see Raul and Raul yeah. says, you've been given a second chance. And we see Rogers directing traffic and then we see Bobby and he remembers her until she yanks that last tooth. Maybe I, I think it is like soul. Like you get a second chance, but nobody but soul else gets did it a better. second chance. But why does she get a second chance? What made her deserve a second chance as opposed to anyone else? Maybe because I don't know, maybe because she wasn't like trying to do it for herself. Like she wasn't granted, like this didn't necessarily come through because you know, the character development, eh. But maybe, like, maybe she, I would be more she willing. Used her, she used her power to help, to like help the kids and succeed in helping these kids. And all she wanted to do, oh, that's what it was. I think it was because they said, hey, you can't do this anymore or boom, pow, straight to hell. Mm-hmm. And she immediately, oh, that's one of my negatives. She's like, Raul, you got to help me. 
and then it proceeds to walk into the the world trailer like to go back to earth without him like doesn't say anything else doesn't it's just like raul you need to help me and just walks away that's all she does and raul's just standing there like "Hmm." anyway so (laughs) she's like they tell her you will go to hell if you continue to break these rules and she's like i gotta help bobby like i gotta help these kids like this is my fault like it's like a selfless thing like she is risking eternal damnation to help these people and i think that's why they gave her that second lease okay because she learned to think outside of herself to the point of eternal damnation to help that makes sense that makes sense but i think my question is still why a second chance at life and not a pass to heaven like why does she get to live again i think I think she gets to live again because, you know, she did give her like risk all of that. And maybe they felt that she, you know, for doing that, she should get to at least live a life with that love. That's fulfilled. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Send it back because she's, it's highly implied. She's going to be, she's going to end up being his stepmom. Yeah. I realized, I realized like, also, I think I'd be more, willing to believe that she earned a second chance if we had gotten some of that nuance in the performance yes i agree it because like at this point i'm just watching and i'm like i don't understand why she got a second chance and it's because i didn't believe that she earned it yeah no but i don't think i think if we had had like more nuance i would have been like yeah absolutely and i think you're right you know she she never had this love so give her a second chance to actually enjoy the life that she had makes sense okay any more negatives on your list? No, I think that's about it. Well, let's uh, let's go on into fashion because <laughs> I have to say right off the bat, I hated <laughs> Kirstie Alley's haircut in this movie. Nineties, um, there but was, it was awful. I would first of all, it looked like the Rachel, but with like a curl, like a little wave yeah. to it. Also, there is, I would say, for about eighty to eighty-five percent of the movie. Her hair is in her face, like just covering her eyes fully in her mouth over her face. Like her bangs are just out of control. And it was, I don't know, it just bothered me. It was kind of a pet peeve. Like it's just her fair, her hair was constantly in her face. And I'm just like, give her a headband, something. Give her a bobby pin. But I did like her cute little power suit with the orange top that she wore to her dental practice. Yeah. Well, my comment on that is, Pantsuit in the dentist office to show she's a no-nonsense lady of seriousness. Never in my life have I seen a dentist dressed that nicely at their dental practice. Never. Yeah, Yeah, it makes sense. Also, the dad's tie with the bullseyes on it, hideous. Absolutely horrendous. I hated it. I hated it so much. And then I liked the Tooth Fairy dress. It, It was fun. I, I don't get why, she, like, maybe she wanted to go into sport mode. Like, I didn't get why she ripped the sleeves <laughs> when off. When she ripped like, it, yeah. She can it fly, also didn't so, look, like, it, it didn't look that different after yeah, she ripped it the really skirt didn't. off. Any, fas- any more fashion notes for you? Not really. Hmm. That, okay. Uh, I, I thought the, like, gas station attendant outfits of the people in Purgatory were was interesting. Not really, like you know yeah amazing but I, I thought it was interesting i thought it was a fun theme didn't really go with yeah. the movie trailer bit but yeah i didn't really notice it i don't know i don't purgatory was a little all over the place yeah so i guess would you like to know just like a sprinkle of fun facts i would love to learn a sprinkling of fun facts so uh this one i thought was kind of crazy 
Kirstie Alley was 46 when this movie was made. Huh. Which I thought, the reason I think that's interesting is because she <laughs> she makes a comment or like a joke to Rogers where she like insults her for being like 50 years old. And I'm like, but girl, you're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think she was meant to be like, I think Catherine was meant to be younger, but it, it just, I was like, hmm, interesting. Interesting. And then this is a fun fact. Kaylee Cuoco, better known as Penny from Big Bang Theory, was in this movie as a child. And I didn't see her. I like I found that out later. She played Lori. I don't think she was one of the main. She definitely was not like the main girl that Bobby had a crush on. But she was one of the kids in this movie. So I'm torn because I want to see. I want to go look for her. But I also don't want to like go back and watch this movie right now. I would I would watch this movie again. No question. But I don't want to like go look. So are you looking right now? I am. Wait a minute. Is that? <laughs> what? Who is this? Is this her as a kid? She was a child actor. No, I mean, like, was she the kid? What? Which kid? There were a lot of kids. Like Catherine as a kid. No, she played Lori. Lori. I don't know who that is. Hmm. Oh, well, not important. Oh, maybe it was her friend that stood by her in like, yeah, Two that's scenes. who I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So those are all my fun facts. So for where are they now this week? We're just going to do like a quick little overview. Actually, we're barely going to do it because um, <laughs> Sabrina, <laughs> Sabrina's not here and I forgot to look it up because I'm not used to doing it. So I'm just going to tell you what I know about Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley was a big star in the 90s and 80s. She was on the hit show Cheers for many, many seasons. She was in a lot of movies. Look who's talking. You know, she's she was it. I think she was on Dancing with the Stars, a big front runner. She might have won. Who knows? I don't think she's doing that much now. Um, who's to say? So that's Kirstie Alley. And then the little boy, boy who played Bobby, I did find out that he was the voice of TJ in the TV show Recess, the cartoon. Oh, okay. But just for the first season. They replaced him after the first season. Oh. Well, that... So that's my, those, that, that is your quick and dirty, where are they now? <laughs> oh, man. So I guess it's time to wrap up our thoughts in a nice little bow. Josh, would you like to go first? I, my note after the movie was WTF, I loved this movie. It was funny. Yeah. It was sweet. It was just cute and fun all around. Did not remember a lick of it, but like, it's fun to watch. Don't think too hard about it. If you yeah, start thinking yeah. about it, it all comes apart and it's terrible, but it's yes. fun. It, it was fun. Like I had a really good time watching it. It was, it was mm -hmm. sweet. It was not, it was a nonsense nineties movie and it made me feel good inside. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I agree. This movie's hilarious. It's so funny. The plot is insane. Like whoever came up with this, you're nuts. And I love you. Like <laughs> I, I, I just can't, I can't say enough how funny this movie is and how much fun I had watching it. I would love, I would love nothing more than to watch this with like a group of people who have never seen it before. I think that would be so fun. The ending made me angry, but like Josh said, you just don't think about it. Also, like, I mean, we are several episodes into this podcast by now. Y'all know 
at this point that I like most things that I see. <laughs> I'm really like, even if I didn't like things, I still like it. So like, this is, please don't take us yelling about the ending as a bad thing. This is a fun movie. It's a good movie. I would it watch it. It doesn't ruin the rest. Like it doesn't ruin the fun of the movie. It's no, just, it doesn't. It's dumb. No, it's just it like it it just made me angry. <laughs> but I will watch this again. 100%. I watched it a lot as a kid and I'll watch it again now. I think it's so fun. And yeah. So, that's that's the episode. Yeah. Um please join us back next week. Hopefully Sabrina is back. I miss her so much. Regardless, um, we're going to have a movie with the leprechaun next week. We're not going to yes. tell you what it is, but like, yes. regardless so, uh, of what happens, we're having a leprechaun. <laughs> if Sabrina is back, we will be doing Luck of the Irish, as promised. If she is not, Josh and I will be back. Josh has brought a movie to the table that I I realized it was made in the 1950s. 1959. I'm either way. I'm excited. I'm okay. excited to get jiggy with it. And <laughs> by it, I mean the leprechauns yes indeed <laughs> so josh thank you so much for joining me again this has been so much fun where can the people find you as always you can find me at denim king josh on all the social medias also if you want to check it out i've been working on this podcast it's great uh you might get tired of me talking about it but like you know they're really they're really doing some good work and yeah especially as of late they they have this this guy talking on there it's it's crazy like fantastic check it out it's called the disney channel unoriginal podcast cute too but you can't tell because yeah it's no, audio. you really can't tell you can't tell in person either so <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah no that kind of sums it all up <laughs> so yeah oh <laughs> duh megan where can people find this podcast well as Always. You can find us over on Instagram at Disney Channel Unoriginal Pod. Please go follow us. And if you like this wonderful podcast, rate us on your platform of choice. Actually, I don't know any other platforms that rate things other than Apple Music. So rate us on there and anywhere else you can. Leave us a nice review so other people can find the podcast and tell us what decom or not decom you'd like us to review next. We release new episodes every Sunday. So until next time, I'm Megan. And I'm Josh. And you've been listening to D-Cup, the Disney Channel unoriginal podcast. Dun, 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 dun. dun. <laughs>